0: Psychosis, why they wanna hit me with the diagnosis, why they wanna make sure my mind closes, conspiracy my ass, they want us to die fast, expose this. psychosis, if you wouldn't mind blow this, get deep, get mind blowing, got mind going, psycho shit, I hope this wait, you the fuck up. Alright, this is uh, the Human Condition Podcast by Max Manning, where the only limitation to liberation of self is Hegelian dialectic, alright. It's going to be pretty incomplete And it's going to be pretty jumpy Um, But I've had a lot of shit happen And uh, Been kind of busy Been really dividing My attention To multiple Potential podcasts And potential Interests That have struck me as of late And I have not Fully put My effort into one So I'm going to First state that the original um segue from uh Kantian's Critique was going to be pragmatism. It was uh Oh, just no, never mind it matter. And I went and I started reading a bunch of Hegel and uh yeah, he's fucking rigorous as fuck. He's so fucking hard. Well, this is going to be my best attempt at outlining a couple different concepts within content- or Hegel's philosophy. Um, it's not going to be on God. It's going to be out of... Uh, I have the book right here, so let me just grab it real fast. But um, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with knowledge. Now, to assert on knowledge is needing the aspect of perception and the faults of language. Any perception of a limitation to explanation through the, uh, the subjective experience will give an interpretation of representation to an individual's own view of that archetype. So this is where an individual first needs to recognize um, a descriptive understanding of an object in spatial um, recognition and spatial uh, existence to an imperfect subjective view of the archetype at which is being described this is uh where we first hit our first block now i could talk about premises and the own fault of premise of Hegel, but um, I'm gonna just start with Knowledge Now Right there is him ex- Explaining And um, <laughs> Refuting the Typical uh, Dichotomy of Like early philosophy, early uh, Enlightenment Philosophy in the arguments Between rationalism and uh, empiricism that's his fault of both and he he objects to the even the understanding as needing a place to start so this is where you first originally have a philosophical assertion to ascribing A basis at which to gain or start. This is the premise fault. This is the fault of the premise of contradiction. I didn't say I was going to get into it, but I'm getting into it. Well, this is the fault, and this is the only true assertion to knowledge. There's a couple different ones he um, outlines. um, One being within consciousness is the only ascribed ability of consciousness itself so even if you were to ascribe a description of knowledge to or a description to uh, obtain knowledge out of um, reality and experience the fault of it is that it will be imperfectly described. And uh, he later s- states within this fault as being a failure to modern philosophy. This failure of modern philosophy is, like I said earlier, the fault of the fault. Of first creating an assertion at which to begin This also limits possibility Um, That's one of the huge That's one of the huge uh, Outlining uh, Thematic Tones of most of Hegel's work is by first abserting any knowledge or any uh, philosophical preposition you are limiting the ability to describe the object itself this is a fault both of this is almost a fault of pragmatism where an individual is Gaining knowledge In pragmatism From almost a Kantian method Of categorical imperative But into Not just a Moral argument But also within an epi uh, Not epistemological But I uh Oh fuck It's what is that? It's not deontological. It's uh, I Yeah, it's a deontological argument for the uh, um, gaining knowledge. or epi- Yeah, epistemology should be right, too. Um, but fuck it. I don't have my phone. I have no way of... This is all for memory. So, enjoy my fucked up rant for uh, probably about 30, 40 minutes. I, I pr- hopefully, I reach 40. But <clears throat> it's a thematic... Um, device that's used in a lot of his positions Uh, You can see this within his God perspective. You can see this in his view of gaining knowledge. You can see this in his Ethical perspective and uh, even within his sociological perspective of Group Dialectic It's the Hegelian dialectic But So When you When you get to Even in its beginning It's It's so convoluted It's so Rigorous and dry Um It's as bad as It's as con- It's as complex as reading Um Wittgenstein But consciousness is the only true assertion of knowledge we can ascertain and that we can't even be sure about because any consciousness would be a limitation and an explanation of consciousness within consciousness which limits consciousness and creates a contradiction of consciousness through the limitation of consciousness and he just he literally just goes on and on about it like uh he he creates uh A pattern of circular definitions, and comes to the conclusion: there's only one assertion of consciousness, and that's the contradiction of consciousness, and contradiction in general. And he does it kind of beautifully and uh, pretty well um, written. Uh, Just because when you get that point of dialectic it's that's the best part about philosophy because when you when you grasp the dialectic it's almost comedic at at its own absurdity because this is the mental gymnastics we must use within our only descriptive method of Knowledge or own way of grasping at truth. So, and he's like a, I'll give you a little background, he's like an 18th century uh, philosopher, 1800s. Uh, he's right before the modern, postmodern um, revolution. Which is where we are today But He Was a founding Influence to the basis Of uh modern Postmodern reductionism, And uh He has a lot In value In what he says Um, Obviously I would much Prefer pragmatism Over uh the scepticism and uh cynicism of modern postmodern era, but that's just a little introduction there. So within the book and um it's like so fucking long it doesn't even matter. Anyway. Oh fucking tired. Okay, Phenom- phenomenology and uh, phenomenology. He describes phenomenology within a different context than other philosophers. So his phenomenology is all about contradiction. Wonderful, my shit just automatically stopped working For like no reason Okay, whatever Um, I was like, last time that happened I lost like fucking 30 seconds Um, Now, phenomenology uh, is a phenomenon And this phenomenon he's He's uh, getting at Is the phenomenon of the mind the phenomenon of consciousness. And um, this has relevancy um, in today's perspective. Uh, The infinite representation of self-identity is the percept... And he has an essay. Um, We'll just jump straight into the essay. Uh, This is... um, It's the master or the slave... Master and the Slave Or uh, It's more that's, It's more contextual uh, It's really the bondsman And the king um, But uh, You know Modern day Or modern day uh, Modern day Narrative is They have to uh, change it To a more um, viable form of the dialogue that he has between the two. And, uh, now, Fulcart has a critique on this. I might get on to Fulcart, but, so, the master and the slave is a first, a explanation to how consciousness arises. So, we explained that consciousness is The only true... um, Achievable state of knowledge... And how he describes... Consciousness arising... Is through... The understanding... Of... Identity... And the... Theory of mind... And how mind arises through self-identity. And that that's really relevant in today's political uh, landscape. Especially with it being as divisive as it is nowadays. But, so, with the bondsman and the king, one must first assert and understand the representation of self and self-identity to the recognition of hierarchy. This is where you first gain a perspective of self through the um, the initial interaction, of another conscious mind so this is where identity arises now he describes mind as being the totality of all consciousness um, but within the framework of social bounds and then identity arises when a mind uh, meets another mind to form the understanding of hierarchy so the only way to get to the point of identity is to have a bounds of superiority and inferiority within a social role. And uh, this duality of representation to the king and the bondsman is a recognition to that dichotomy. And that dichometric system is what arises a limitation... Of the king. So the king is at first asserting through the representation of superiority of hierarchy, but within the bounds of his already achieving superiority of state, of status, there's no progression towards a circumventing or a fuck a progression to development of self where his identity is already transfixed into the position of authority and with this limitation to progression the bondsman circumvents the power structure through progression of consciousness in that system. It allows the bondsman to develop into a self-identity that cannot be limited. Whereas in the king, has a representation of self already in authoritative status. This, uh, this, this shows a few different things. Um, so, it's, it's relevant in today's structure because uh, we have an infinite plurality to the representation, political representation of modern day identity. And this I think is the progression towards the recognition of the bondsman and the king. So the uh The propensity for representation in the state politically is the plurality and the um, infinite progression of the bondsman where we create self-identity and circumvent our own limitations through the representation of ever-increasing representation politically. So So the the ever-divisible representation where you have, like, uh, um, I don't want to take it to a race thing, but, you know, whatever. It's a race thing where, like, you know, oh, this is, uh, this is, oh, you know, better yet, let's do the LGBT crowd. Now, they always are pushing towards an inclusion to all by ever increasing their sphere of representation. It in itself is becoming the king whereas in the propensity to representation is ever decreasing this is the form of the king represented where they include more and more people but ever divisibly you have a representation black women black men Um, you know ethnic races uh, maybe you don't agree with ethnic race then you take a gender identity then a gender identity then you take a representation of political identity and it just ever increases to a plurality where the singularity is the plurality within itself it's a contradiction of the representation of identity that we see in modern day, this is the bondsman king dichotomy, and it's even the contradiction of the representation of only true knowledge. This is a uh, this is this is where I got to. This is where the Failure to recognize this within politics is the fault of politics. So, this limitation to representation of political party is the king. This is where we're not able to have representation of political ideas because we are stuck in the Republican-Democrat representation. This is why individuals create self-identity beyond political structure, but then use that as a basis of fortification. It's the king as well. But in every single one of those King categories, you have an ever increasing plurality of representation, <clears throat> and that—that's uh, this always brings me back to Eastern the division between Eastern and Western philosophy, the true founding principles of singularity and plurality where you have uh, eastern traditions being the singularity of knowledge i am being being is all being is god i am being um being is all i can say therefore i say nothing um you resonate but you have the Western Philosophy of Infinite Plurality this is best represented in ancient philosophy Aristotle's Theory of Forms this is a representation of all objects in reality being a representation of the archetype which exists beyond and all is is the representation That's, it's almost like Hegel's representing both possible outcomes to objective reality and getting to the contradiction within itself. That's, that's why it's great. That's why, that's why Hegel is great. Um, now I haven't even finished all of, uh, (laughs) my... Actual, uh, desired, um, research into Hegel. Uh, I wanted to continue on with the Bondsman. Um, uh, uh, I mean, that's where I'm at now. So, this is, uh, probably gonna be a two-parter. So, this is my first part. Um, it's fucking the fifth. And, um, I will be back probably with the second part. This is the Human Condition by Max Manning. All right, so this is the Human Condition podcast by Max Manning. And I'm going to start this. I'm going to start this by uh, outlining the uh, king and like I was talking about in last segment, the king and the bondsman. So, the LGBT is the perfect encompassment to the king and the bondsman. You have an infinite plurality of um, identity being put into a single form of an overlying authority. That is LGBTQ+, plus. blah, 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 um, A, whatever fucking... Whatever, it doesn't even matter. All these fucking letters are just representations of a social identity that is being a infinite plurality that's being dictated to its own authority and gaining the uh, ability of dictation of that group through cohesion. So, alright. With Hegel's assertion of the infinite plurality, infinite singularity, there's a contradiction within itself, which is the opposite of the assertion he um, does not claim, which is his main premise of philosophy: is the contradiction of concept of knowledge. So this is the ironic part. He doesn't even state the opposing. Point of view that is the Contradiction within Itself under his own premise So Okay, so when you have an infinite plurality, you can ha- you have an infinite plurality, infinite singularity. There's obviously the humanistic perspective, which he- Hegel takes. That is the perspective of human interaction. So you have an individual who is associating in a form of hierarchy structure that forms the basis of all interactions, which is the self, the formation of society. That is the humanistic perspective of sociology. Now, even past the humanistic perspective, you can take the conflict perspective. Now I'm not a huge Marxist, but you know um there's a reason why it's its own perspective in sociology and pertaining to the evaluation of social structure. So this is the conflict perspective. The conflict perspective is the initial innate desire of man to achieve power. The um, simultaneous Destruction of the plurality Through the manipulation of the singularity This is the conflict perspective It's an infinite struggle to the liberation of self That defines self within the aspect of social structure That is dictated by the singular That is the conflict perspective The uh, The uh, the. Uh, the Desire of man to achieve structure and liberation of self within the bounds it's given. This is the fault. This is exactly the fault of politics. You can't define the liber- or you can't define the liberation to freedom of self without first having a dictation to authoritative structure. This is Hegel's contradiction within himself. This is the irony. This is the irony Hegel does not see. Uh, And points it out. The dictation of man under colonistic perspective is the colony of occupation forms... The structure of authority over another, where the other is the opposing point of social consciousness. This is when we invaded foreign lands and dictated their culture. Now, Fan and Vaughan points us out this is the conflict and this is the innate struggle of society this is the main aspect to an individual who does not achieve a viable self-fulfillment within the bounds they're given it's just it's so poignant to the perspective of hedonistic Consumption within the aspect of self. The the identity of mm, a 20th century man and the uh, luxurious overconsumption over the suppression of others is a Freudian view. It... You can take a Freudian perspective on it for sure, uh, even a Marxist perspective. There's the essay of War and Death that talks about this. This, this is what I'm going to transition into after outlining the contradiction of Hegel. Now, Hegel's a very famous, rigorous, dialectic... Uh, Formative Political Idol, almost He's, uh, he's, uh, one of those Main, on the shoulder Of giants, really, in philosophy Not physics But, uh, yeah You always see this And it's weird because, um The totality of the Expenditure Of man's labor Does not equate to the Individual, um who is providing the, uh, progression and catalyst to advancement, this, uh, in itself is a contradiction as well, so, we're getting into the absurdity of self, this is the LGBT, this is the fucking, fucking goddamn, this is why we have men that run around and act like they can get pregnant, uh, the absurdity of self-delusion is from the perception to liberate from the king. This is the point. This is the point, and we achieve it in different ways. So, definitely within um, the aspect of prior, uh, prior generations, they achieve the um, the. Given by society expectation and narrative that the liberation is comfort and uh, consumption to the hedonistic um, self fulfillment. This is the disgusting part of society. This is what we lack. This is this is just the huge fault that the uh, propensity of having a monetary. Uh, the having the immediate intermediate method of exchange of resources through a monetary um, consensus of value to an object, it's a uh, so it's really important in economic theory to have the concept of having an intermediate of exchange this is the fault. This is the pure fault when we ourselves rely on the acquisition of that immediate exchange to the allocation of resources, not as a viable form of just Utility, but within the aspect of self hedonistic fulfillment. This is the problem, people. This is the fucking problem. People run around and they don't give a fuck about anything. They just, as long as I'm good, like, oh, let's not care about our civil rights. Let's not care about this guy who's uh, illegally getting. Um, persecuted when, um, I'm not getting persecuted. Why not? Why? Who cares? Who cares what Supreme Court's up to? Um, Trump said, uh, um, X, Y, or Z, or you're, 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 you're literally sheep at that point. You're just pathetic sheep at that point. You don't care about anything and you have no discernment to the aspect of true progression you are so involved with your own perspective you were just enveloped in the aspect to the id the the fulfillment to your own needs over the detriment to society that's that's where you that's where we're at and that's where 90% of mentality is at. No, no, I'm going to say 95% of mentality is at. And if you're watching this, you're probably one of them, because it's 95%, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, uh, learn ethics. Uh, so, <clears throat> the point, the point, the point is the fulfillment to the id is more important than the actual digression... To the aspect of ethical and moral action, and you are contributing to that. You are contributing under whether it's volition or whether it's inadvertent um, outcome. You are contributing to it in every aspect of consumption and any product you buy. Now, the limitations to the aspect of monetary acquisition to circumvent the ability to achieve a viable ethical consumption is within its own self a problem. And that's, that's true, that's true, um, so, you know, when you're fucking poor, you don't have a choice but to buy fucking ramen, because that's all you can afford, and maybe you only have a couple bucks in your pocket, and you gotta buy a fucking ramen, well, that's, that's what you're at, that's where you're at, so, the, (sighs) determined, or, um, yeah, the determined to societal ethics, is the rejection to viable um, privatization of monetary um, charity to the state. This is where the individual is no longer liable under a change of structure and environment. To achieve the necessary fulfillment of needs. Where the state is just a blind, unforgiving, cold... Does not acquire or need the individual to change their behavior... To achieve the state at which they try to strive. They're giving it. They're giving it because we no longer let private churches and <clears throat> maybe it's um, it could be a uh form of rejection to the limitation of um self-expression as well and there's an argument for that but privatization is always more efficient than public because government never allocate your resources properly they never achieve an efficient standard at to which the individual is required to change to a, perpetuate their own existence but and, and it says that this is the problem that with the rejection to um empathetic response from a and this is where i always stand i mean uh, i'm not a postmodernist i believe in god and i think that when we turn our back to religion <laughs> we remove the necessity of man to act within the bounds of just cause and uh, So I'm going to get back I'm probably not going to finish it at this point Because I just went on a fucking 10 minute rant About how big of a piece of shit society is But So uh, We get to Freud We get to Freud And the the, the, the war And the fucking War and death So Alright So this is another postmodern Disgusting mentality to have This is, uh, even though I love Freud and I love psychoanalytics. Psychoanalytics is my favorite. Social, psychological perspective next to behavioral, or even, um, what's another really good one? Psychoanalytic, behavioral, uh, cognitive is uh, is my third, probably my third favorite. But um, whatever. Doesn't matter. Psychology. This is just Freud, just Freud, and his own egotism to ascribing to his own belief the value and um, asserting the position that uh, psychoanalytics can be the catalyst to moral change under the recognition um, and the rejection to dogma from the destruction of god which is just disgusting um i disagree with it entirely now um i believe a lot of uh psychoanalytic theory i like humans uh, theory of mind over uh, freudians theory of mind but uh i'm not on Jung right now so it doesn't matter uh, freud's theory of mind is a very pernicious um permeation into pop culture where you see this representation of his theory of mind all over the goddamn place if you watched um the um guardians of the galaxy 2 now 2 is where you have id ego and super ego now super ego is his father id is the planet at which they reside, which is his father at the same time. So, the idea is, um, and this is this is kind of the main critique at which people derive the devalue of to devalue um, psychoanalytic perspective in general. Uh, it's the uh, Odysseus complex, Odysseus, Odysseus, uh, Oedipus complex, there we go, it's Odysseus, but, uh, it's not said that way, because it's fucking Greek, or some shit, I'm pretty sure it's Greek, but, um, the Oedipus complex, it's the propensity, of the individual, to achieve a state, of self bliss, and self fulfillment, by the, the, uh, circumvention of authority from his father to the achieving uh, a similar state of love and serenity to his mother Um, this is where if you take the original uh, Greek writing it is where he fucks his mom and he kills his father but there's modern perspectives now Freud does take I think Freud had a lot of fucking uh Taboo issues there. Uh, Most of what his work was within the oppressed sexual nature of his era. So, the uh, over the over uh, the over. uh, Oh, when you fucking highlight something, the over highlight highlighting of the necessity to the death and the fucking of his mom, um, I think that's a little bit of even a Freudian slip, uh, so that's pretty funny, um, he basically probably wanted to fuck his mom, um, now, I don't know what fucked up shit happened in his life that created, uh, these type of propensities within his nature, but, uh, so we're gonna go back, to his war and death, and this is the he starts out the war and death with an outlining of the faults of creating a a society of the dictation to what state should represent, and he even stops within the bounds of refuting moral truth. And this is one of my big parts of it. I love his uh, theory of dreams. I love his um theory of mind. I love I love a lot about Freud. But this I cannot stand. I I will not believe that and I will not be I guess that's even dogmatic at that point, but I'm at least going to give it to you. The whole point is that you circumvent the nature of Good and evil from every action, from the inclination that the individual is being driven from the id. So there is no good or evil. The um, objective form of good and evil is a almost a Kantian view between a consensus. It's not actually a dictative of moral universality, but that that I disagree with. Uh, now, um. I do believe there's moral statements within man, um, and there's dictations to those statements, and there's also a limitation to uh, behavior that can justify those limitations. I go over all of this in my uh, Universal Moral Truth, but um, whatever. So his view is that... um, you cannot have a moral statement because the moral statement is within itself a dictation from the exploitation and expectation of the slave to the um, to the king so the king is in this reference it is the state and the state has the greatest preponderance and possible outcome to the consideration of evil to modern conception and i think i almost used the exact words uh freud used there so but so this dictation is the exploitation and the indivisible um ponderance of the natural um and even the state lives in sort of a contradiction within itself. So, yeah, Freud talks about how the state has obligations to the individual for the social identity, but then at the same time it makes them go to war over the identity factor to the dictation of the state under its own, um... Self Uh Reciprocation or self uh, Perpetuation This is A contradiction Because not only is it the aspect of greatest Evil it is also the aspect Of greatest evil within the aspect Of creating good for the protection Of the whole so it itself Is a contradiction And this is this is kind of where I'm at Everything's a fucking contradiction and the, the 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 best part, and this is where this is why I sometimes sway towards the political uh, philosophy of centrism, where the, the 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 both extremes are terrible outcomes, and the only thing we can assert is that the middle ground before we can achieve a state within. Either extreme. I hope eventually there will be anarchy. Because I'm an anarchist. And I don't like being told what to do. But I think the state was much better replaced by religion than religion by the state. And any aspect as to what religion can offer is 10 times more valuable than the blanket cold unsympathetic just, just disgusting bureaucratic bullshit the state is um, anyways that's my personal view now there is a contradiction in that as well and it also arises to the aspect of how Freud transitions from state authority in the um Contradiction of state uh, obligation to the propensity to destruction of its own self, of its citizens to the citizens' bounds to obligation of state perp- uh, perpetuation. So, uh, that's that's even a contradiction, but within the formation of consciousness this is something i also disagree with um but uh, i'm gonna give it to you and i'll probably expand might even probably do a little bit because i'm already at uh 55 minutes now so uh whatever it doesn't matter okay i might make this a little longer than i should but so the state Now we're getting on from the state, we're getting on to consciousness and the definition of consciousness and how it arises from the catalyst at which Freud proposes. He, this is where he transitions from war to death. Death. So, death is the inability of, and this is hilarious because. This is what's funny about postmodernism. Everything is a joke because there's nothing you can say. Um, Now, death is from arising the contradiction of of death and life between the loss and the inability to accept that loss. There's two contradictions in there. You have the inability of accepting it within yourself to create a narrative of spirit. So this is where he refutes religion through the aspect of self-delusion to formulate an idea because you're unable to accept reality. You're unable... You see within death the own aspect of mortal um, futility. Your own mortal being is at that point a um, irreputable destruction of inevitability. And this is another contradiction. So you have within itself a contradiction of reflection to itself, a inability of acceptance from a contradiction. This is uh, this is why postmodernism is so fucking stupid. You you just get to a point where it's like, oh, you can't, it's it's like it's like when tra- pragmatism f- tried to solve the the chasm between the preponderance and the premise of knowledge whether that be reason or empiricism. So they offer a practical expectation of the outcome to this um, dichotomy, which is a contradiction. It's just, uh, I like Hegel. Um, I do like Hegel. Uh, he's at least religious, so, you know, I'll give it him on that. I'm kind of with him a little bit. Uh, but the this is where modern, postmodernism comes in, the relativists, the moral abolitionists, the reductionists, the just the disgusting mentality that there is no point to existence and that that there is no expectation because it's all morally relative to the individual's understanding of social obligation. But even within that, even within the aspect to an assertion that there is only just subjective view to social obligation, even that doesn't even make any sense, because you have dictations under the state at which you are to comply. So it can't just be a completely subjective view when in itself, it requires its perpetuation through your cooperation. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to touch on Chomsky and uh, the absurdity. I don't even know if Chomsky wrote this, but I know, I can't remember exactly who wrote this. But, uh, the Absurdity of life is comedy, and with that, I will leave you. Because this is the human condition, and the human condition can only be alleviated through the liberation of self and freedom. Now, how we achieve that freedom is on the basis of Hegelian dialectic. All right. (laughs) I do understand, ain't none of us got the answer Feed into it, we a part of the propaganda Propaganda